At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the Pod Blast. Hello. You alright? Um, yeah, I am fine, yeah. You? Uh, yeah. A bit tired, actually. Always tired? <laughs> yes, always tired. <laughs> that's uh, that's stuff, though, isn't it? That's medical stuff that's that's going through and all that carry on. Hopefully it'll be sorted at some point this year. I think I've got to wait till October till I can see someone. Yeah. Yeah. Get a good night's sleep. Yeah. It's turned into a very British pod blast now because we're talking about what ails us to begin with <laughs> first thing you started it i just said it was tired terrible weather as well isn't it oh what, it's like what is it the 6th of june i was hoping for some sunshine i want to sit in my garden yeah i have a beautiful garden that i want to sit in no chance not yet nope it'll happen yes welcome to the pod blast again We'll do it properly this time, shall we? Uh, Hi, everybody. Uh, what have you been uh, watching this week? A bit of Pirates of the Caribbean. Charmed. Been watching a bit of Charmed. It's on Prime, you see, so watching it from the beginning. Yeah. As I like to do every now and then. We um, we watched the third episode of Kenobi, didn't we? We did. It's been... <laughs> oh, the fandom. They're not fans. It's been review-bombed at the moment. Mm. Because guess what? One of the main characters in it is a is a person of colour. <gasps> Get out of town. Oh my god. We can't stand for this. There's no there's no is that black people in space, is there? No black people in the in the past in space nope. No. In the galaxy far, far away. Definitely not. Where there's aliens and things, so God help us that there's a black person there. It's absolutely just horrendous and Star Trek suffers from it, Star Wars suffers from it. I don't know what it is about these things because the the one of the defining things about sci-fi is these ideas of we've gone beyond this mm-hmm. and we've gone beyond things like money even in the Star Trek universe mm-hmm. except DS9 brings back gold press latinum but <laughs> we we've gone past all these things that make us fight with each other and they're not even a thing and that's that's one of those core values these people you know us fans that go to conventions and get dressed up and what have you mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's it's something to aspire to but you've got this group of of people within the fandom that are just horrible but you could dress up as a blue person with horns coming out of your head and that's totally cool but a black woman with a red lightsaber no it's it's too much so that's been that's been review bombed and what they do is they try and make it about other things well actually it's because kenobi is whatever uh, and, and they're all upset that Kenobi's the way he is in it. But he would have been. Exactly. He's, he's, just his whole life just went bleh. He's, he's, his only family he's ever had is the Jedi Council. They're mm-hmm. gone. His best friend and his students, he's had to kill. Like his brother, and he thought he was dead, and he's not dead. It's, it's, it's a lot to take on. Yeah, it's... I think this is brilliant. Seeing a broken Kenobi is... Is brilliant. Yeah. I, I, you know, this is this is the storytelling that I want. This is this is the the meat to the bones. It's like we're saying about Dumbledore. People who know what happened to him, we want to see what what happened in that fight with Grindelwald that completely ruined your life. Mm. Like what happened? You totally so different in just a few decades. It's like Kenobi. Everything just went from under his feet. He's going to need a minute, isn't he? Just there's a few. People like um, Hugh McGregor himself that sort of had to had to make a video to say, "You're not Star Wars." Yeah, you're not Star Wars fans. Let it go. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's um, 
it's all very bizarre and I'm really not into these people. That, that I, it's to say, the other ones, Doctor Who fandom is the same. Doctor Who fandom, there's a, there's a certain portion of it that is really right-wing. Like, they don't understand what the Doctor is mm. and, and, and what they represent. And they just have this completely different idea of 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 Doctor Who. It's very it's very odd. I don't know what these people see when I watch these things. I just get absorbed in the wherever we are, different galaxy, different world. There I am watching it with them. I don't. It doesn't even come into my mind to think. Well, oh, well, why would it? Well, it's exactly. weird. It's it is just weird. Totally just watch weird. the show or don't watch it. What have you been listening to? Lana Del Rey, she's got some new songs out. Lana Del Rey, I know the name. Um, she did Born to Die. She's, you know, she sings like she's really depressed. She's great. Right, I have a feeling I might have heard. Feet don't fail me now. Probably not. <laughs> I listen to <laughs> Radiohead. That's like that's, that, that's as uh, wrist slitty as I get. Oh no, I I do like a new song from Euphoria. So it's a big show. I listen to Bjork Post. Because, no way, man. Because I, it arrived on mini disc. <laughs> mini disc. <laughs> so obviously the mini disc player there, and me being off on one when it comes to mini discs. Dude, are you like twenty years away? Like I'm sure it was twenty years ago. Someone... Yeah, the early two thousands. They didn't really take off over here or America. It the Japanese market. It was huge. I know someone had a mini disc player in the car. Really? Back in the day, yeah. Wow. We had um, System of a Down on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had I had a Walkman one. I've still got it. My, you know, from back in the day. And so, yeah, I used to, you know, it was it was the way to listen to it. Who else had one? Uh, Matt McCauley had one as well. Don't know who that is. No, you don't know him. No. It's, and this is a shout out in case uh, you know, because he'll be listening. I should imagine. Better I'd be. You listening? In it. <laughs> I'll tag. I'll tag him in. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, he's. I'm sure he listened to mini discs and what have you too. There's only a few of us that did, but it was it was a better it was a better way of listening to anything. The, the fact that it was a re-recordable CD. I disagree. It's uh, pointless. I know that it's it didn't have the the same bit rate as you know flak files and things like that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, there's different different amounts of information on these different files so mm. everyone was well into cds but in, mm. in actual fact there are tapes that are better sounding quality i was a master of tape to tape yeah a television and on gazette yeah i had an old ghetto blaster i got it it was second hand for christmas it still had paint on it from uh from the what's it called from the painter and decorators that it came from mm. <laughs> but it had a tape to tape and it had a high speed dub in right. the middle, high-speed dub button. And if you just recorded through the inbuilt microphone while the high-speed dub was on, you could change your voice. I see. Yeah, it was all very interesting. <laughs> what have you been uh, playing? You haven't been playing anything? No. No. I've been playing Daisy. <gasps> That's not true, actually. Oh, well done. I've been playing dolls. Oh, right. Okay. I got my Xena doll and my Undertaker collector's doll. Mm-hmm. And they've been in the story of my little girl's story. And they've needed help from all of her magical friends. Right. This half time. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Created, creating a world of people that you're going to introduce her to properly when she's a little bit older. Indeed. That's a good thing. Daisy, I, last night I played it and I, for the first time, I made it to the safe zone of this particular server that I'm on at the moment. Right. And everyone was quite chill. I met a few people, said hello. And that has never happened on Daisy before because usually I just get shots in the face or from five miles away, never knowing <laughs> who did it. Except who done it, man? except going onto the Discord and you find out who did it. Um but so everyone was chill. It was quite nice. Diablo On your phone. Yeah, Diablo Immortal on my phone. I've been playing a lot of that. It's great but I'm already starting to hit a wall, which if you pay, you can go oh, beyond yeah. that wall. The ranking up system in this is is based on gear and it's based on gems, socketing gems into your gear. And the ones that you get for free for fighting and winning, they can go to two star. The ones that you buy for real earth money go to five star. 
You should see the excitement on his face as he's explaining this. It's someone's worked out that you'd have to spend £110,000 if you want to top level on this. I don't think that's right somehow. So I'm very much looking forward to just Diablo 4 coming out because... And when is that? Soon. Ooh. Maybe. So that's coming out at some point and at least I buy it and I've got it. And that's that's that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But this, you know, Immortal, I'll carry on playing it, but I'm already starting to feel the wall. I'm starting to lag behind other people. So, what a pain in the neck. Mm. Uh, that's it, isn't it? We're going to go uh, watch Spectre today, isn't it? Yeah. It's to... Sam, what's his face? Sam Smith. Sam. Oh. Mm. I thought you were going to say Sam Mendes. Yeah, Sam Mendes oh, yeah, is Sam back. Oh, yeah, Sam Mendes, yeah. He did such a good job in the last one. They really wanted him back for this, which is, you know... I haven't seen this one. You haven't seen this one? No. This one's... Well, we'll watch it, but I've watched it a fair few times. It's the one Daniel Craig one that I have watched a few times, and the reason why is because it feels like a Bond movie, unlike his others. You'll see... I think you'll see that when we get to watch it. This was, um, it was released not long after the Sony leaks. Do you remember the Sony leaks? No. When it was showing how much more men get than women in the movie industry and so on and so forth. So they tried to keep a lot secret, like that Blofeld wasn't, you know, Blofeld's not in it. He's playing Max Kroger or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They did a, a, a what's it called, like Roth of Khan. Mm. The the second one where they were saying, no, nah, his name's, it's Harrison. I, no, there's no Khan in this. And it was fairly obvious who who was in it. So this was, so we, we found out, yes, it's Blofeld that's in it. We also found out that it cost 300 million to make. Wow. This was, it cost a lot. That's a lot. It is a lot. Uh, it just kept on going over budget. I think you can see that though, because the amount of action scenes that are in it, it's still made eight Eight hundred and eighty million. I was going to say, did it make it back? So. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's by it's the second biggest bond after um, after Skyfall. Mm-hmm. So you know it's still still huge. We get to see what's it uh, what's it face for the first time uh, since Diamonds Are Forever. The special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, and extortion which is obviously who Spectre are. We haven't seen them right. since Diamonds are Forever because of the whole rights issue that I've gone over so many times before. There's no point in going over it again now. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to see them back, isn't it? I don't know. You don't know? Well, I don't know. You know Spectre are, though, don't you? With Blofeld and the cat and the... the... Oh, I like the cat. Yeah, yeah. all that business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is the film that I said should be called Sapia, not Spectre. And right. you'll see that, like... Frame one straight away. We're <laughs> okay. watching James Bond Sapia. Okay, it's it's really good cinematography. It's a nice looking film, but that yellow tint is something else. <laughs> well, I've got my um, yellow tinted glasses, so oh, you'd be laughing to with watch this. it. So it might just be all it's all yellow. Yes, <laughs> like an episode of Luke Cage. Yeah. Right, we'll go now. We'll go and watch Spectre, and uh, we'll see you in a minute. All right then. Bye bye. And we're back. I'm still here. What did you think? It was all right. Enjoyed it? Um, yeah. I've seen the last one, so I, I don't know. I, thought, I don't know. It's a bit... Well, this very much leads into the next one, doesn't it? The the reason for this one is because of the the last one, if you like. Yeah, I suppose. Because you get the setup for Safin scene. She uh, she mentions it, doesn't she? Mm. And you obviously in the next one we've got Blofeld. In Hannibal Lecter's cage. Yeah. So. He's very good in, in everything. Chris Waltz is, is very good, isn't he? Some is, he people... is he from Belgium, really? I couldn't tell you. I, sh- I should know these things. Yeah. But this is the thing. Now, we're, we're going through the Bond movies. I'm, I'm a fan of Bond. Mm-hmm. But, As am I. Yeah, but there are better, more in-depth 
podcasts about Bond, the type of ones where they'll do a ten, a series of ten episodes over one film, wow. where they go properly in depth. They're there, and you can listen to them. And I think in the last one of our of our Bond season, mm-hmm. we'll we'll copy them all in and and make sure that you. You know, you give these guys a listen if you're into it. We're giving an overview of the film very soon in a couple of episodes time, in fact, because we'll be done with with Bond. We'll be back to how it was back in the day, how the pilot's (laughs) pod blast was originally envisaged, which is pilot episodes and and movies that you would not have seen. Terrible, awful things that he's going to make me watch. Not necessarily. Stuff that I, I love. And doesn't I, mean it's not awful. Doesn't mean it's not awful, I suppose. Anyway, that's enough of that. Okay. Let's go to the pre-title sequence. And what did you give it out of ten? Ten. A ten? So did I. I, I mean, really liked it. How could you not give it a ten? I just thought it was really good. It's like, oh. From a from a direction viewpoint, I don't know whether you noticed, but when he got out of that. When as soon as he got to that room, that that sweeping shot, yeah, uh, him in the lift, it's a single shot, is it? Of him getting out the balcony, getting into position, getting down to shoot. That was cool. That oh, it's brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And it showed Craig his 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 saunter, his catwalk. He has got to walk. That man has got to walk. Hasn't he just? <laughs> He's a model. You know what he means. He just. Um, yeah, he saunters. He's he's sucked plenty of lemons. Well, I don't know if you if you heard me, but when he was on the roof, I said, "I'm too sexy for this roof." Too yes. sexy for this roof, <laughs> isn't it? it the sh- the thing itself. Sam Mendes must have been thinking of Day of the Dead, and I'm going to put this in a film one day. And the great thing is that Bond gives you the opportunity to do this kind of thing mm-hmm. because it can be anywhere. Yeah, it would be ace, wouldn't it? Mm. Everybody's costume was on point. There was no one that looked naff. No, they there. wouldn't be, though, really. I don't know. I, I think if you went to any kind of festival, they wouldn't be so perfect, surely. I Everyone think for the looked... Day of the Dead, they are. They make such an effort. It's a really important day. Yeah. Yeah, they even sing and they dance a certain way. It's very, very important. Right. Uh, yeah, fair enough, but, you know, surely. Just because, you know... Just because we're Brit- yeah. just because we're British. What do you mean, dress up? I am dressed up. <laughs> we used to go to. Oh, is it Halloween? Yes, you're a witch. How can you tell? You're in a bin bag. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I was just going to say that. My dad used to put me in a bin bag. Isn't it? We've all been in a bin bag with a hat on. There yeah. you go. Scornfully putting holes in it. You've wasted a bin bag here, buddy. On Halloween. <laughs> scornfully. <laughs> uh, we had the helicopter uh, fight as well. Battle of the helicopter, it was doing the way they went out. You got that, yeah. And he and he, and he destroyed another building. There's something that destroyed two, he destroys three in this, well, yeah. but it's it's just Bond, isn't it? He that certainly Daniel Craig's Bond, he did it in Venice last time, wasn't it? Yeah, that's coming down right. New Mexico, you say, sorry, not Mex- New Mexico, Mexico, New Mexico, Mexico City, City, Mexico yeah. City yeah. yeah, just uh, yeah, we'll take this down if you don't mind. It was a bit of an eyesore. And then, finally, at the end of the beginning, was the proper walk-on and the gun and the barrel of the gun bit, which is what I like. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. I think the reason why I've watched this so many times is that it's a proper Bond, and I'm going to keep saying this all the way through. It's a This is Daniel Craig's Bond movie. I tell you what, there was a moment as well when I felt like he should have, <laughs> he should have just said something Roger Moore would have said. Hello, darling. He just had that face on him, like any minute now to just anyone, he would go, hello, darling, when he lands on the sofa. Yeah, when he lands on the sofa. There's a lot of humour in this. He lands on the sofa when he's talking to a mouse. There's so much in this that, and I think you're referring to the aeroplane, aren't you? Where he goes alongside the plane later. Yes, I am. Sorry, it's not in the pre-title bit, is it? Yeah. that face he pulls, it's like, just say it, say it, go on. After you. After you, darling. That kind of thing, yeah, it definitely... Do we have time for a quick G&T? Exactly. This thing, uh, yeah, people aren't into this film, I don't think, that are really into Skyfall. And the reason why is because they're different. They are very different films. Oh, it was different, yeah. And But I like this film better. No way. <laughs> I don't think you said that. 
Um, I will say it several times. What did you think of the the music, uh, including the music throughout and what have you? Well, I gave it a two. All together? All together. Oh, right. I've given it a seven. I give it a two because um, I did like the Bond bits, the, the Bond music where it came in in the right moments again. But the rest of it, I just uh, wasn't really aware of it. I think that's why I liked it, because I wasn't aware of it. I, I was distinctly aware whenever the Sam Smith song came Ugh. in. And I just, oh, stop it. Uh, but the the music kind of disappeared into this. Yeah. And I like that because it means that you are part of the moment, I think. This is such a, an action-heavy film, which the Daniel Craigs haven't been yet. So I think up until now, you're more likely to notice the music, whereas... This you're just sort of you're just watching the film. You're watching a you're watching an action movie. Um, the Sam Smith writing on the wall. <sighs> I've said it to you before. I said it while we were watching it. He wrote this in half an hour or something at at three o'clock in the morning with uh, a bottle of Lambrini and a rhyming dictionary, <laughs> and it's he does he says it he says it in such a blasé way. And it's the first Bond theme just to go straight to number one in the the UK charts. And it won an Academy Award for Best Song. I just don't... I don't don't think that at all. It's a a forgettable song. And it sounds just like the Adele one was all about Mariah Careying, as I like to call it. I've wrote that squeaky. Yeah, he's going, hey, listen how high I can do my voice. And it's just like, this isn't singing anymore. <gasps> it's not. It, he's not singing. He's making a noise. Funnily enough, I've written that it was squeaky and the vocal range. I don't need to know your vocal range. Yeah. I appreciate you've got a brilliant voice. I appreciate you're a superstar and you wrote this song, I'd say. But this is not a Bond song. This is just you yodeling. Yeah. And we don't need Mariah Carey because Mariah Carey's Mariah Carey. She so, is. you know, leave it alone. She's getting sued, isn't she? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, someone said they wrote that song, but she didn't bloody write it. She just sung it. Yeah. Get well, over yourself. Well, the, the saying that it's it's hers, that they wrote it five years... No, the, it's the same title is what it is. It's the same title of a song from five years previously, which someone didn't actually produce... That's his claim. Right, so we could just look at how many songs have got the same title. Yeah. And if there's not a single song in the world with the same title as another song, I'm sure he's got a case. The, the thing is, though, like like rap music and what have you, and all the things that come after that, like R&B and what have you, it's, you know, using samples and what have you of other songs is laughing. It's it's that's That's fine. This is just the title. Mate, you're wasting your money. Yeah. Anyway, right, what did you give for Bond out of 10? I gave him a 10. I gave him a big fat 10. I did, particularly (laughs) so many good moments with him, but my favourite moment of the whole film with him was when he lands that parachute in the street and just casually carries on walking. Like, it's like, I don't know. He saunters again, He does, yeah, he just like, he lands, the parachute lands, the angels catch him and he just minces off the screen. It's... It feels like Superman. It's so effortless. There's no fud. He doesn't land on the floor no, from a parachute. He yeah, he just he comes in and he's already he's already there. Yeah. And it's and it is it's effortless. It's like he's he's flying. It is just like a, the, the angel, Superman it, moment. He's so on point and beautiful in this film. The angels caught him and then he just like carried on walking that's what happened yeah it's with his beautiful blonde hair and blue eyes he in this he's this is the film that he said um he would rather slit his wrist than do another bond because of the amount of effort that he put into this the production problems that they were having behind the scenes and whatnot he said no no more but he did put everything in you know i i I wasn't liking Craig at the time because of all these stories, because of what he was saying about my James Bond. It's, you know, you, you you hate playing Bond and yet you keep playing Bond. I realise now that it's all just part of the game, mm-hmm. first of all. You play the game in order for them to up the money and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. The other thing is, he really is 
putting in a hundred percent of himself yeah. into these films, and it shows. This film is his Bond movie. Mm-hmm. This is the one that you'd, 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 you'd Roger, Roger Moore, um, Sean Connery, Timothy Dalton. You've, they've, they've all they've got one that you'd say, "Here you go. This is their Bond movie." Like Pierce Brosnan, you'd probably go, "Well, go, watch Goldeneye. That's his Bond." I think this is his Bond movie because this is he is fully developed as James Bond. James mm-hmm. Bond, the way he came off that parachute like a superhero, <laughs> is because he's a superhero. That's who Bond is. Do you know do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean at the end when he's at at the lair when he's fighting off all those henchmen and they can't get a <laughs> shot anywhere near him, but every single one of his gets them perfectly. Yeah. I think some of them just superhero. lay down when they saw him. <laughs> they did, yeah. I'm not even gonna fight this dude, man. Seriously, I'm just lying down. <laughs> what did we watch that in recently? Dunno. He was he was running around shooting people and then just goes, Get down and he does. It was this. Don't don't. When the henchman goes to stand up. I think it was the last one. No, it was this one. Was it this one? Are you yeah. sure? Yes. I'm not sure it was this one or Skyfall. Either way. It, I thought... Oh, I don't know. I th- They're I, all merging into one. Isn't it? They're bonding. They are bonding. So, I think that's the name of one of the podcasts, is a bon- bonding <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Anyway. Yeah, Bond, he's perfect. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The, the Bond in this as well is not just Daniel Craig, but James Bond in this. Again, he's doing everything in his own downtime. Mm-hmm. He never seems to have a holiday. This harks back to the Roger Moore ones where M would give him a, a nudge and a wink and say, ER, you're not allowed to uh, investigate this, but you know, whatever you get up to on your holiday is nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of feel to it again, because as much as M is annoyed that he's not in the loop, he knows he can trust his agents to go and do what is best for... for... I told you C was a bad guy. Yes, you were... Uh... Cocky little... We'll get on Beep. to... Yeah, we'll get on to that, won't we? But yeah, he's... Uh... He is good. In fact, we'll get on to him now. What did you give for baddies? Nine. I gave... You know what? I gave a ten again, cumulatively... If it was just on Blofeld, maybe not full marks, but because of C. Yeah, the two of them. I mean, yeah. just oh, he's so good at playing someone that really irritates you. Yeah, he's, he's very so unlikable, at, he's isn't so he? He's so good at it. I just want to punch him in his little round face. <laughs> Go away. Andrew Scott, that is a, that's a, a, a doff of the cap to you because... You know, we're peace-loving people, mm. to, to be honest. And so yeah. if you can bring that kind of emotion <laughs> yeah. out of us that yeah. we want we, to hit We yeah. walk the path of peace and light, but oh, I'd love to hit your face, man. Honestly, come here. He, he is, uh, yeah, he's he's really good at, at playing that kind of character. He's in Fleabag, isn't he? He plays someone a little different. I've never seen Fleabag, but it's hugely popular. I can't remember what I watched him in when he was a nice guy and I couldn't take to him. Because of how good because he is he's at being so good slimy. At being, yeah. yeah. Like in Sherlock, I was like, just drown in the pool. Someone push him in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of uh, Blofeld then? Oh, I just, I love that fella, you know. He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Again, seeing him, seeing him in something where he was a goodie and I couldn't take to him because he's so good at being a baddie. Yeah, because in Django Unchained, he's, yeah, he's a good guy, but he's doing some pretty bad things, isn't he? So he's sort of on the border of that. Again, this is one of those films, people say that he's he's wasted in this and he's not used correctly and Blofeld isn't right and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. This is general consensus of you know oh, you know Bond fans and what have you. But those old Blofelds, they didn't do very much. They chewed up the scenery a bit and you know we we love them for that. This is the thing that for my scoring of this film 
and these elements within it, what you've got to bear in mind is that this is... Imagine this in the Roger Moore era. Imagine this in the Sean Connery era. Mm-hmm. That's that's where this film has a place. That's what this film is. And you can't tell me that Christopher Waltz's portrayal of Blofeld and the amount of screen time that he has and we're creating the character that will be Blofeld, you can't tell me that this is the worst no, he did really well. Character. All he had to do was whisper, and the other actors around him were absolutely petrified. This yeah. man's a bad guy. Cuckoo. Isn't it? I mean, yeah, you had the Spectre meeting, which sort of it reowned that scene and took it back away from Austin Powers, I thought. Because <laughs> Austin Powers has taken the Mickey out of the, the bad guys all sitting around talking about... <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm not dead yet, and so on and so forth. They've done that for... You know, we've had that for three films of Austin Powers, the same joke over and over, because it's, it's you know, it's low-hanging fruit. But I think this watching this meeting, and this is to do with Batista as well, and the directing and well, everything that happened in that scene. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, really, these are bad people. Yeah, it's, um, I think I, it was believable. I enjoyed it. Poor Batista. Only had one line in the whole film. Yes, well, we'll we'll get on to henchman. He's not done too badly at all, I don't think. Okay, so moving on, what about Bond girls? What have you given them out of ten? Six. Six. I've given them an eight. Tell me about it. Um, the oh, I've forgotten her name now. Lucia, the daughter. Oh right, Madeline. Or yeah. Is it Madeline or Madeleine? Madeline. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, she she knows a bit. She knows what she's talking about. She was, you know. Actually, had a bit about her. You quite like that. Well, that's what they're setting up. They're setting up the fact that um, these two are perfect together because he's an assassin and she's an assassin's daughter. Mm-hmm. So if anyone can handle it, then it's it's probably her. What they didn't do with this film was play her fairly because Vesper Lynn, you could believe that he fell in love with her because they gave the characters time mm. to get to know each I other. That, and they had the beach scene. And they just got... They, they had time to fall in love. In this, they didn't because it's an action movie. Mm-hmm. We go from one scene to the next, to the next, to the next. The airplanes, the 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 train, the all these classic Bond moments that we have. Like I say, in those classic Bonds, the back in the day ones. That's what this is like. You don't have time. To, to flesh out a character like you do in the Bonds. That's why, uh, like you do in the, the Craigs. That's why the Craig ones I don't enjoy so much is because they're very sweeping and romantic and what have you, but they don't feel like Bond. This does feel like Bond, but because of that, you don't believe that he's that them two have fallen in love. Mm-hmm. So when she says, I love you, it's kind of... I thought that was like, what, after a day? Yeah, exactly. Calm down, love. But it's just because they haven't had the time to do what they did with Vesper Lynn. And so she suffered for that. Mm. But you know what? The trade-off is, is the action. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll take that, if you don't mind. Uh, obviously... You had Lucia as well, beautiful, brilliant, and it just, she played that classic Bond girl that probably, we didn't see it, but she'd probably end up dead, wouldn't she? She knew it was coming. Yeah, so we always have that, and we were talking about, I think, I don't know if we talked about it on air or off air or what have you, but she was meant to be a Bond girl back for Brosnan, and they said that she was too old, Mm. and here she is, years later... Ten, nearly ten years later, my goodness, yes, yeah, she's she's elevated this film. Yeah. She's she's a perfect Bond girl, almost in her fifties. Yeah, it, she's just uh, yeah, she's great. So, so yeah, I give them an eight because they deserve an eight. <laughs> what have you given for Hench? Hench? Ten. I've given a ten. I give it a ten because the henchman was so brilliant at just falling down. That made me laugh. It was like that's just really Bond, like. Hey, he's nowhere near me. I'm going to jump off this thing, though. Yes, they the, the generally the henchmen were were henchmen, weren't they? They had everything but orange boiler suits. Indeed. So that was great. And then Batista. Batista, and this is the thing about him. I, I, 
you've got Batista love anyway. I do. I said, as soon as he so, walks out, I'd know that head anywhere. Yeah. And it was black. It was like shadowy and I knew it was him. He, this is the return of a classic henchman. Mm-hmm. His thing was he didn't speak. You know, the, there's always a thing. What's the thing? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he comes on the first time we see him. He's absolutely brutal. Just pops going his in. Pops eyes out. Pops a, yeah, he's going to snap his neck anyway, mm-hmm. but he decides to do his eyes in as well. Well. You might as well. Got those nail things on, why not? Yeah, doesn't say a word, gets the job. Can, and then yeah, spends, can you do it? Watch this. Yeah, spends the time then just hunting down Bond like a good henchman should. Mm-hmm. Motivated by just wanting to please the boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this is what we've been missing. Mm-hmm. This He's a... Hinks, he's a he's a classic classic henchman. Yeah, he's good. You also had uh, you also had Mister White. We see the end of a henchman. This is a henchman. I that's... didn't include him because he was, you know. Well, he's managed to survive all this time. He's been the one that's been doing all the dirty work throughout these mm-hmm. films, and and this is this is what happens. They try and get out. They have to stay on the lamb, and. In the end, they're just going to shoot themselves before yeah, <laughs> before you, they get killed. You don't get or, out of them kind of lives. Yeah, so so yeah, I thought it was it was good scenes with with Mister White again. It was it was a bit it felt a bit shoehorned in that yeah. that Madeline was his daughter and stuff like that and bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. But this is you've got to remember what they've got to try and do is take the what's happened with Bond so far make it all into one story this is the specter is the is the glue for for the entire craig series it's Mm -hmm. the bit that that puts them all together however clumsily it does it Mm -hmm. i don't mind it's a bond film we don't we don't go that far into plot do we with a bond film ordinarily so it knits it all together and then sets up the last bond Mm -hmm. so yeah Doc, that's what Doctor White's uh, sorry, Doctor White. That's what Mister White's done in this. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I'm I'm all over it. I'm all over yeah. it. So it was yeah, it was okay. Right, what is next? Next is gadgets. I give it a two. I gave it a one. Because it was like <laughs> if we give it a nothing, you'd be like oh, nothing. I thought well, he had the smart blood satellites watching him stuff like that. Yeah, there was there was a there was computers in it. It wasn't Paddington. He was good on the computer. Yeah. Q had a lot to do in this. Again, it's nice to see him in action. This is very much... That's what I like about these Bonds, is that you're seeing the rest of the team do their thing too. Mm -hmm. Uh, That will be mentioned in bonus. It's just... um, Yeah, gadgets though. This is where Craig... If So far, we're, we're 10, 10, 10, 10. You know, there's... There's there's high scores still to come. Gadgets, you know, would it have would it have really? Does it matter when the when Bond is doing the things that he's doing, like with the airplane chase scene in a bit, mm-hmm. where he's just smashing the wings, where you know where the fuel's kept in in a plane, <laughs> and smashing them up, and it's perfectly fine. He doesn't suddenly jolt left into the forest. No, it just snaps off nice and then yeah. the next one does he carries on all that carry on it's a bond film so we allow that kind of thing to happen mm-hmm. because he's a superhero does it matter whether it's got gadgets in put the gadgets in stop with this well it's not very believable is it if he's just got a, a watch that does a this and a that. oh yeah the points for the watch i forgot about the watch that's quite integral to the thing isn't it oh yeah the watch yeah i can't adjust my score because i've already given it a score Oh, well. Oh, no way. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But anyway, there we go. Just, just you know, let him have that Q moment. <laughs> Let's see a few gadgets. And... Well, he was Q momenting by, like, hacking into things. Yeah, but, you know, I, we, want to, we want him to go to Q branch and see all the amazing things that they've got going on. But they couldn't in this one, could they? Because it was all, like... Well, they could have. They could have just done it. And then it would have been done. Right, cars. What are you giving for cars? Two. A two? I've yeah. given it a seven. What, what? What's your problem with the cars? I don't really like cars. And the one I did like was in pieces. Yeah. So. Well, it was it was complete at the end and him and Madeline went off in it. 
Yeah, it's a two. I've given it a seven. The DB10, although, you know, it's a beautiful car, it isn't, if if you had that kind of money, that wouldn't be the car that I'd, I'd choose. I'm very much a Japanese car fan, and so I'd be after GTR R34 or something, do you know what I mean? But in there, what I hear is Japanese. Yes. Well, what did give this points is is the fact that it wasn't you know it wasn't armed yet he'd nicked it before it was ready oh that was funny and so yeah it was just and i like the fact that the buttons weren't hidden like in the db5 you know this is a this is a, a rolling prototype of mm-hmm. a gadgety car mm-hmm. and the the buttons are on a great big frame saying press me yes and so I think that's great. The car chase that it was in was a was amazing. At the ejector seat, I did like the ejector seat. That's why it got a little point. Yeah, the ejector seat was amazing. Uh, it was a great scene with that with that car in. And I like how he he did it though when he pressed it, like as if he was in a plane, arms across his chest, ready to go. Poof. Yeah, that and. You know, earlier on where he's pushing... Is it a Fiat he's pushing? The old mm. guy in the Fiat. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. speeding him up and oh, speeding him up. Oh, the poor fella. And it's just little things like that. Again, it just... This is feeling like an old Bond. I love it. So the car's got a seven for me. Okay. Nice. Right. Uh, how about plot? Five. A five. It I've was given it a seven. So like, oh, really? Really? Yes, it was, wasn't it? Are you? Is this where we're going? You're going to be the adopted big brother who hates the blue-eyed boy, and then he said the blue-eyed boy. I was mm-hmm. like, Bleh. yeah. You've got MI6 under attack from the bureaucrats, and you've got Bond acting on Judy Dench's M's intelligence, mm-hmm. which she hadn't shared before now. And so you, you've got those two different plots going on at the same time. I think. Most of my points when it comes to plot are going to be in bonus because I'm going to say again, the, the the plot in this was clunky, but it still deserves a seven from me because it's this is a this is a convoluted Bond plot. This is what they're like. Mm. You know, there's there's plot points in this like Blofeld when he um, when he blows up his lair, mm. but Blofeld has beat him back to London taking his girlfriend, set her up in the old MI6 building, ready to blow, and set up this elaborate and put up some some sound, uh, some, uh, what's it called, bulletproof glass. And put the, you know, he set all that up while Bond's been on the plane over. I it's like, ridiculous. I like that from the Emperor's New Groove, though, where he says, how did you get back before us? And they say, well, logically, it makes no sense. Yeah. Oh well, and they carry on with the film. It's like that. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this. Who did you send before to go and set that up? Come on. Yeah, there's well, he's got plenty of henchmen in this, so there's a lot of that going on, and it doesn't make sense, but it makes Bond sense. I put it was a bit basic, and it was a bit daft. Yeah, it was daft. It was definitely daft. What did you give for Leia? I give it a six. Give it a six. Mm-hmm. I gave it a seven. Uh, I thought it was a proper Leia for once. Isn't it just? Yeah. So I got a six. It was good. Henchmen running around. It's all happening. Yeah, you had... Uh, you didn't have any monorails, but you had quads and copters. Yeah. So many helicopters. I wanted to get on that quad, though. That what? one by the gate. Yeah. I thought, just get on that. I'd get on that just to the helicopter. That's what I thought. I mean, yeah. didn't they run? <laughs> you had the information room, which reminded me of the prisoner so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was nice. That was nice 60s, 70s Actually, bond. there was a bit of a prisoner vibe to it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's why you like it, isn't it? Um, but it's the to. reason why I like that layer, yeah, definitely. The, the only trouble with it is is that it's another layer that they've built that is got gas pumping throughout it. <laughs> it would seem just like... Just like the other one. Just why, like the last why one. Why are you building your layers there? <laughs> just one person likes a cigarette. Do kaboom. Isn't it? You also... I mean, I've included it in. It's not, it's not a layer. It's not anything. It's just a location, but I'm sticking it in, which is... Uh, Dr. Swan's Mountain Lodge stroke hospital mm-hmm. just reminded me so much of Honor Majesty's Secret Service, the uh, the hospital that um, that Blofeld had mm-hmm. and was brainwashing women to go 
<laughs> go and assassinate people and whatnot. I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think that was deliberate. Probably. I think it was deliberate. The cable car going up to it and all that carry on. They even had a scene on it. And yeah, I was, I'm, yeah, I was mm-hmm. into that. So it, it got extra points for that. Uh, what have you given for bonus? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Out of 20? Yeah. There's only two things that I thought were worth mentioning. One was the beautiful fluffy white cat. Yes. And the other one was 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 Ralph Fiennes or Rafe Fiennes, however we say his name now. Yeah. He's he's just great. Although he's Voldemort, I've got a soft spot for him. Yeah, because he still looks very Voldemort. He looks. He looks like he should Ooh. be the bad guy, but he actually plays a good guy in lots of things. And he's just such a brilliant actor. Yeah, I've given it the full twenty. Have you? Yes, and. Obviously, I've said it. I'm going to say it again for the bonus. This is... This is <laughs> Bond. This is what all the Craigs have been leading up to. This is a taste of what they used to be like. This is a bank holiday Monday for me. It's got the globe trotting. The The plot is secondary to the action. You've got the cars, the girls. It's missing the gadgets still. Mm-hmm. You have... You have Bond being invited to the lair. You've got a train fight. You've got snow. Bond's fixed to a chair. The amount of humour in this, like the mouse scene, yeah. it's this is this is right. I think a special mention has to go to obviously there's you know, they bought back Judy Dench because, you know, let's bring back Judy Dench and you've which you know, detracted from Emma a bit, really, Ralph Fiennes. It I don't know it. But he was brilliant in it. Everyone was brilliant in it. There's one person that we keep forgetting to mention, and that's Rory Kinnear, Tanner. Tanner has been a big part of... Is he the one from Penny Dreadful? Yeah, he's the, he's been a big part of the Daniel Craig movies. Just there in the background, mm-hmm. doing his thing. He's the go-between for M, which M would have. And it's a character that we've never seen before in any of the Bonds. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that going forward, Tanner is a part of Bond as much as Moneypenny, M and Q are. That team, I want to see more of them doing their thing yeah. while while Bond does his thing. Well, yeah, because they're all there for a reason. They all do what they do. Yeah, it's brilliant. This you, film is brilliant. You're People... way more in-depth than me. I just watch stuff and I'm like, oh, I like that. Oh, I didn't like that. Oh, that's silly. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but well, that's just me, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I... Did, what, two years of film school before I dropped out? Yeah, you're very, wor- <laughs> you're very wordy. Uh, no, it's... You You notice you notice these things, and you, I, I try not to, to, to go on about them too much. No one wants to hear the word cinematography too much. But you, you notice these things. It's a new cinematographer on this one. But, yeah, you just... You, you're throwing me. I don't know where I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah... T- I, Going back to this, bonus, 20. Easy for me. I think this is this is Daniel Craig's golden eye. Okay. I, I, I love it. And, I, and I'll and i die on that hill. I know people prefer Skyfall. Die on that hill. But, but Skyfall, to me, does not is not a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. It is a nice modern movie with Bond in it, but it's not a Bond movie. It's more of an M movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Bond movie, and it has all... Almost everything, just the gadgets, man. Bring well, the gadgets up to a, you know, to eleven. Okay, Dude, we're only marking it out of ten. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, right. So, what do you give overall? Fifty nine. Fifty nine is absolutely dire. I, I, yeah, I've given it a ninety seven, which is one more <laughs> than Skyfall. Right. Um, it, I, I, there's room for it to have done for it to have done better and get those higher marks that some of the I think Dalton scored much higher I'm not sure mm. I'd have to go through them again but yeah this is I'll, I'll watch right. I've watched this one several times I'll watch it several times again this is a this is a Bank Holiday Monday movie for me yeah yeah and that's what Bond is mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. I am um, it was okay it was okay yeah we'll we'll move on and uh, we've got what's it called next, haven't we? No time to die. Is it? That's his last one. This is this is the last Bond. This is the one that we that started it off really because me, you, and Fal went to go and watch it at the cinema. Mm-hmm. Me and Fal 
did a review of No Time to Die. You've never heard it on the Pod Blast, and the reason why it's probably three hours of us drunkenly talking absolute. Oh, was nonsense. that that one? That's the one that. Yeah, it, it kicked off and said we, we've got to do this properly. Why? I know why not go through all the bonds. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which best made, laid plans and all. Oh, it's made it a, a Bond cast as opposed to uh, a pod blast, which is what we wanted. So we can, the, the finishing line is there now. We're going to get that done and we're going to get back to, business is going to go back to normal. Okay. We're going to leave Bond to to the to the other people to carry on doing what they're doing. You and these ideas. And it, we may have to do another you know, another series again. Maybe Alien, something like that, but it's it's more likely that it'll be split up. This going all the way through, straight through every bond. My goodness. Well, I'm already thinking when you're saying doing Alien, could we not just do like 80s, 70s sci-fi? Well, we're going to, yeah. Mega that's, hits instead. I think Canon films are going to be... Predator. ...going to be a big part of it because Canon is, is very much that 80s action not much of a budget kind of you don't thing need a budget on. when you've got muscles and war paint yes so that's it isn't it right so we'll go then and we'll see you next week there was no mini episode last uh last week i don't know whether there'll be one this week we seem to have got most of the the new information there's lots of rumblings what have you like the roses like i think there's we've just had the black adam um, trailer drop and things like that mm-hmm. but you know you're going to have watched them you go and do that uh, <laughs> but uh, if there's big news we'll have a mini episode but if not we will see you for No Time to Die whoop whoop Layers. Layers.